everybody listen to We're Not Wizards. Because we are the best. And we're not wizards. No matter what anybody says. Goodbye. I don't know. Is this is this even started? I think this has started. We can just edit stuff in. Do you know this is what happened when Jesse was on? You started talking. <laughs> it's just like it's just like it's like it's like. Do you know what it was? It's like turning on a tap when you'd shut the water off for like five minutes and you get that all of a sudden build up a pressure and yeah. it just went. Yeah. And that was it, and it was amazing. Right. So I'll do an intro. <laughs> Okay. I don't care. I can cut this in the middle. I can put it into at the beginning. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> welcome to We're Not Wizards. That's it. It's so That's like it? a film. That's that was rubbish. No. You know that was awful. Okay. It's, it could be. It, we could do the Star Wars crawl because this is effectively. It's the tr- it's the end of the trilogy, and there's only a Star Wars trilogy. Um. Because we've had Jesse on. <laughs> And then we had Kay, and then now we've got the one and only Mr. Jake Lionheart coming on to We're Not Wizards to just have a general chat about stuff. Yeah. Isn't that right, Mr. Jake Lionheart? That's what I'm here for. And I know if you're like, oh my gosh, I wanted to listen talk about board games and stuff. Um, I have some controversial <laughs> stuff that I want to talk to Richard about this evening. Um, so stay tuned, especially if you're a stay millennial. Tuned. And you enjoy Monopoly. Oh, yeah, stay tuned. Because, yeah, this, this, this is about to get real. Yeah. Um, we like to point out that due to the, the nature of some of the topics that we may be bringing up um, on this episode, that uh, the swearing might be present. Um, you know, it is after a certain time at night, especially over here in in darkest, deepest Scotland. So <laughs> we're past the watershed. So, you know, there might be the occasional swear just to make you aware. So, you know. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> We're certainly going to be swearing about that game that you're going to be talking yeah, about kind of later on. Um, for people that haven't listened to us before, thank you for listening. The reason that we do this is because um, I'm like the Terminator. I've done about 220 episodes. About 100 of them have been in the space of this year. It's ridiculous. I can't be stopped unless I was going to be <laughs> like in the hydraulic press at the end of the Terminator and Sarah Connor's looking at me and she's like saying, you've got to be stopped doing all these podcasts. And I'm just like keeping on going. Just, you know. And the other reason, <laughs> the other reason that I'm doing this and I have to be stopped is because I keep coming out with crap analogies. Um, but the other reason is we had, we did have Jesse on from the Salt Report and we've had Kay on from the Salt Report to talk about cosplay. And now we've got Jake, the wonderful, fantastic, the, the kind of the dad, the, 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 the daddy. The dad the daddy? of the salt report. <laughs> the daddy. He's, he's our dad. I'd, I'd like to call him dad. No, that's Jeremy um, Greer, who's the, the dad, Jeremy but not our Greer. daddy. Why do we have to bring this ring with Jeremy? Jeremy is bell? like, I, I, everybody knows who Jeremy is. He's like the guy that you know, but you don't know you know. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like um, seven. De- it's like seven <laughs> degrees <laughs> of Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's like you could trace. You can actually trace back any podcast that exists back to Jeremy. To yeah, Jeremy Greer. Because yeah. because like, do you hear he interviewed Danny? Is it Danny? Danny O'Dwyer. Dwyer? Yeah. And I thought yeah. it was funny that he was like a special secret guest next week, and then Danny O'Dwyer's like, "It's me, bitches." So. <laughs> <laughs> totally please cover yeah. it's like that it's like you've got down for it's like you've got down to like see what your Christmas presents are and your yeah. mum and dad's kind of like wrapped them up in cling film <laughs> so you've got down they're just sitting there they're totally see through it's like he's like ah yeah special secret guest and then yeah. Danny's like alright everybody, everybody I was so happy to be involved in this show yeah. Jeremy's like that Ah, I can still edit you to make you sound stupid. Yeah. No, but, I mean, um, that must still be yeah, an amazing feeling, though, for, like, somebody that everybody likes to be like, hey, I was on this podcast, and they're like, what? <laughs> well, you know, that's the feeling that I've got just now, you know, because I am a big fan of what? the content that you what? and the other two put out on a regular regular basis. Yeah. What? You know, I've been listening to the Salt Report for ages and ages and ages, which for is like why a year. I started off on this quest <laughs> to kind of get you. On. Yeah, no, how long has it been? Is it's it, how long you been, guys? Maybe like a year and a half. I think uh, April wow. is two years. So, and we're like at episode seventy-four. <laughs> wow. So, but I can't talk. We take I'm our like, breaks. What? I'm February. February, I think, is two years. Wow. No, February is three years. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, you've been doing this for a while. Years. Yeah. You're a way I better mean, podcaster than we are, so. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Nah, just because yes, you do you something are. more often than other people doesn't mean you're any better than anybody. I just like to speak to people and get, you know, I'm just nosy, and that's just the way that is. <laughs> it is, seriously, because somebody says, oh, how come... How come you? How come you like like podcasting so much? And it's like because I get, <laughs> I get to put people in situations where they have to talk to me. Mm. <laughs> you know, they have to talk to me. They have no choice. They have right, no right. choice. Um, yeah. But anyway, so board games. Board games, man. <laughs> I don't play them. I was playing. <laughs> I know. And that is just, and it's not because I don't want to. It's that, like, I think in the hood, people are like, "No, we don't play board games. We don't got time for this." Like, why play Monopoly when we can actually go make real money? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think that's (laughs) what it might be. But how many times has somebody been stung with a bag of Monopoly money? Yeah, that's true. How many times have they done a deal? You know, and they've opened up and they've like, "Damn," you know, Mm -hmm. I've, you know. I've been given a whole pile of community chests and chance cards <laughs> and some and some pink yeah. pink fifty dollar bills. I don't know. That's why we didn't get you on. I was like, you always try and say, well, you know, is there a tenuous link to doing board games? Um, but you know, it's not. As I say, this is a special thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. about the ending of the trilogy, so it doesn't have to be. But yeah, no, like I'm, you know, it's okay. I'm like fascinated though, because like some of the board games you talk about are like really cool, but. I'm just like, you need people to play, and like, none of these like ghetto people want to play with me. So, oh, uh, and then I think about like D&D, like, I'm like, how am I a nerd that's never played D&D? And it looks like there's no like opportunity for that to happen because I would imagine being like in a room with somebody to teach you would probably be the best way to do it. Um, not like that, like you can't do it over the internet, but I would imagine like, hey, no, this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. You want to do this. A lot, probably a lot easier than over Discord or Skype or something. But you get you get groups that do 
play online. Yeah. But I think I think it's one of those things where you've maybe done it before. I mean the first I think the first game of D and D I ever played was um on a face to face basis and it was just a general kind of role playing game mm-hmm. and um I remember I went for about two sessions and it was very dull. <laughs> I didn't go back because the guy was so fixated on figures and numbers and stuff yeah. like that that there was no story. It was all about you know. It's like I you know I set up in bed. Uh, if you could roll a dice, it's like no, I'm not going to roll a dice for setting up in bed. You know, I just I don't want to be. And that was kind of what it was, which kind of stopped going back. We do get these online things. I think roll roll twenty is one of them. And you can actually get people that kind of play online. Yeah. But you're right. For you starting off with a group and getting your stuff together, I think it's better to have somebody saying, right, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. Because yeah, yeah. your Roll20 stuff is a lot of it's automated, so you kind of get around the kind of the dice rolling. But then again, it's the whole thing is, how do you set a friend down and say, actually, can we get some cardboard to the table? Because right, right. a lot of the time they would just turn around and say, well, you know, first of all, I don't like Monopoly. <laughs> and secondly, we're not kids. Right. So why are we, you know, and I think one of the things is the board game. I mean, from somebody who sits outside the board game hobby, mm-hmm. you know, who doesn't have much of an I mean, what's your thought? I mean, what do you see when you look at the board game hobby? I know that you, you know, you listen to me now and again, but what as somebody that's staring in, is it an accessible thing to get into looking from the outside for somebody to think in it? Or is that just, is that just a mystery, a kind of a misnomer that we've kind of, as people in the hobby have decided, well, we, we, we want to think we're accessible, but maybe we're not as accessible as we'd like to be. Yeah, see, like, that to me is, like, the interesting part of it because, like, you know what I mean? You know, like, you'll watch stuff like, well, like, Critical Role and all these, like, shows for that. And then, what was his name? Uh, Wesley from Star Trek has his uh, tabletop yeah, game. Yeah. And so, you watch this with all these, like, hey, they bring on YouTubers and celebrities and, you know, they have role-playing games or, like, whatever type of games. And they look fun, but then, like, I'm in the situation where I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> of my friend group, I might be the nerdiest one. So they would be like, no, I don't, you know, no one that I know plays board games other than it's like, hey, it's Christmas. We've got, yeah. Mon- you know, of course, everybody brings that up. Monopoly. Um, what's another one that they bring up? Maybe is it Taboo or something like that? Or uh, yeah. what's the uh, one with the- uh, cards ag- you, you have your phone- Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Car- not even Cards. See, that's the thing. Nobody that I know plays Cards Against Humanity. Not even that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the ones we had got was like a card game. Um, and I'm totally spacing on what it is. And it's like kind of like, it was a Kickstarter too, where it's you do voices or accents. And so mm-hmm. you'll, you'll pull out a card that says like, oh, Southern accent. And then you have like kind of like your shuffle of five cards and you have to pick yeah. um, kind of like the best like thing to say in that accent. And a lot of them are like outlandish, like, you know, like. I don't know. You have Southern accent and you have to say like, you know, I got burrito junk down my top or something. I don't know. But like, that was like kind of funny, like everybody trying to do accents and it's like everybody sucks at it or somebody's really good at it, you know? But other than that, like, no, like some of these like fun games that you talk about or that you do voiceover for Kickstarters. 
What a plug. Oh, Ooh. That just happened. Yeah, it just that happened. That was just like. Cut to the commercial. Well, cut I, to the commercial right now. Go, boom. Cut to cut. I'm not going to do that overlay. <laughs> do you know, I could just do it here. Yeah. Do you know, I recorded that thing about, what? 25, 30 times. Oh, wow, really? Because one of the things, well, when somebody asks you to do something, yeah. it's not like I was confident enough to say, well, I'll do it three times and then I'll send it through. Right. I kind of did it a couple of times and said, okay, here's a sample. And then he came back, they came back with some notes and they went, okay, could you do this and could you emphasize this and could you emphasize that? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I got to do all this. So then I became very self-critical. Mm-hmm. So then you're listening to you, you're kind of doing it, and then you're listening to it, and it says, you know what? I'm just going to record this like so many times with so many different inflections, <laughs> yeah. And I am just hoping that one of these kind of takes yeah. kind of takes place. It's um, as you mentioned, that the game's terminus breach. It's like a tower defense. It's a tower defense game, and they said we need somebody with a Scottish accent. So that's why that's why well, I did, I did it. it. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be. I just had to plug that in. I'm like, this is a great place for a plug. Ah, yeah. just fuck, no, you just make me all embarrassed. You know, I'm not good. I'm not good at accepting, <laughs> but, accepting kind of compliments and stuff like that. Oh, you're the best. But, just accept it. Uh, uh, but anyways, going back to the, yeah, back to what you're saying. Like, I I yeah. think it would be fun. Like, I've had one friend invite us over and we played a board game. And again, like we played it that one night and I had I had a blast. It was super fun. Couldn't tell you what the name of the game was, but I I really enjoyed it. But it's just that I don't know anybody, and I I wouldn't even know what game would be like other than like apples to apples. I think as another like basic like it's Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, uh, family yeah. holiday. Let's get together and play a, a silly game. But like those yeah. fun epic games that you talk about are are um, some of your guests who are kickstarting or or coming up with these very creative, awesome games. I have no idea how to to get into any of that and i guess some of it might even be like oh just go to your local comic book shop but then i'm like uh, i'm like weird like i'm like hey fellow nerds do i can i pull up a chair you know what i mean like how do you just stay stay fellow kids Steve <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> hi i'm not a narc i'm like 35 years old fellow kids like, exactly yeah exactly but like it's one of those like looking like on the out, like on the outside of the window, like window shopping, like that looks fun. Yeah. I wish I had money for that. <laughs> yeah, well, I I constantly I've said this about like the best analogy that I've ever <clears throat> kind of heard or even used is the Willy Wonka chocolate factory one, mm. where it's kind of like um, <clears throat> Gene Hackman. That's no, not Gene Hackman. <laughs> Gene Wilder. Gene, Gene Hackman. Imagine. That'd be completely different. Gene Hackman is Willy Wonka. Gene Hackman is Willy Wonka. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Were you picking your feet at Poughkeepsie? <laughs> kind of thing. Go through that door. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Eat some chocolate. <laughs> um, that kind of thing. But it is like kind of opening that door into this big, huge world. And you can be standing on the outside at the other side of the door and not even kind of, not even kind of realize. And it's almost like, um, you know people that are playing and you can have people that are kind of like living, you know, within a matter of minutes from you that are going down to the local store and they're playing and you don't know anything about it because it's still, it's still one of these things that once you're in there, it kind of opens itself up to a whole big, huge community. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes it's kind of people talk about, well, it's accessibility, but I think it is almost the case that, 
I don't think that people would jump in off their own kind of own back and just say, right, I'm going to pick up a couple of games. I think they would go and do some research and pick up some games from there. Or they would end up getting introduced by a friend and then getting in from there. It's probably, I mean, it's probably, that's... That's probably a blinkered way to look at it. It's probably the way most hobby hobbies are. Yeah, I think you it, know, it I usually think is that way, right? Like a, a friend brings you in. Like that's how. Like when yeah. I remember when apples to apples was like a huge thing. It was like yeah. I went to a friend's house. They were having like a you know a little get together, and they're like, "Hey, we've got this game called Apples to Apples. Let's play it." And then you play for the first time. You're like, "This is amazing. I need to go to yeah. Target, Walmart, whatever to go buy this as well." Yeah. You know. Um, but then, like, it just, that was, like, the last time something like that happened with a board game. I mean, the only other one was, like, I was in, like, kind of, like, the Target, you know, um, area with, the, like, the board games. And they had one called, like, Smartass. And it was just, like, a trivia game. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you you have little spaces where, I guess, you lose a turn if you jump on, like, the dumbass. <laughs> and it has, like, the donkey on the cover, right? So like, I, you have like yeah. yeah you have the dumbass and then like stuff like that and like you have these different little trivia questions and that's fun, but I mean other than that like yeah I'm just like huh like I haven't had a friend that's like hey let's play like you know such and such a game or or something like that so yeah, yeah I, I know, know yeah no I know what you mean yeah I know what you mean and it's and 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 the other thing is as well it's um it can be it can be expensive huh. It's a luxury, I mean, it's a luxury, it's a kind of a luxury-ish hobby. I mean, it's fifth, I mean, it is video game prices oh, for I games. Yeah. You know, it's 50, you know, it can be $50 a game. And there's some games on Kickstarter that are like $100, $120 oh, yeah, just yeah. to get in. And that's a big, that's a big chunk of change to be going towards something. Um, but a lot of the bigger games, even the games that you would see in like Target and stuff like that, but they're kind of sneaking up kind of thing because the production costs have gone I don't think the production costs have gone up I think that um, well I think they naturally have but I think also component quality has gone through the roof some of the quality of the stuff that people are coming out with I saw a game which um, was it called Everdell Mm -hmm. and I was at the club I was at the club on Friday with my son Taking my son there—that's another. That's a completely different story. But <laughs> I've started taking my son along to the club because he started to play. Um, he started to play Warhammer, so he's playing these little miniature games. You know, Space Marines fighting, yeah, kind yeah. of against the Horde and everything like that. Yeah. So he started coming along to the club with me on Friday, and then the, the club there—they've got this game called Ever. They had a game called Everdale. And Everdale is like—it looks like a board game. It's got cards. It's got lovely little tokens. They've got like little apple pieces that look like actual apples they've got and in the middle of it or at the side of the board you actually make a tree so they've got a kind of a representation of a tree and this tree right it's Mm -hmm. not like three inches high this tree must be about kind of like 10 inches wow eight to 10 inches high and yeah exactly and it looks prominent on the table, and you got to build this thing up, and you put your little wooden pieces and stuff like that on it. It's kind of like I think it's like a crafting game and a hand management game, which means that you've got you know you get you get given cards that you then have out in front of you, and the, the different cards that you have it allows you to create and mine for resources and resources you can use to kind of score points. But in the middle of it, there's this great 
big, huge cardboard tree. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, yeah, I remember <laughs> back in the 80s and the 90s, kind of like, I remember kind of like the bigger showboat games, your Lost Valleys of the Dinosaurs and your Hero Quest and everything like this world. But we seem to be entering into where production values are so high and that's kind of adding like a premium on the game. Um. And, you know, it's becoming, you know, more more and more kind of difficult to, I guess, to be to, to keep up with the new. If you imagine, look at it this way, it's imagine going on the PlayStation Store every day and buying like five games to keep up with what's happening in the board game community. Because oh, at the moment, yeah. they're releasing game after game after game. There's a lot of games kind of coming out and you're just sitting there and you're going, oh, and, you know, every time there's ones that you buy and they're fantastic and there's other ones that you buy and you're like, oh, thanks, an avocado. <laughs> Because um, <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, but at least you know you can own a. You at least you can own a board game, even if you can't own any property. Because yeah. um, <laughs> I saw this, and you said you wanted to talk. Yes, about Mon- it. Monopoly. Monopoly. I thought this was Monopoly. a meme, a joke, a gaff. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I-, I couldn't believe this was real. And then, like, sure enough, like I even took screenshot. Did you? Did you read the back? Or read any of it. It says I, Monopoly for Millennials. <laughs> Forget real estate. You can't afford it anyway. Wow. Just, <laughs> like, what a freaking <laughs> slap in the face. You can't afford real estate, millennials. And then like the ba- I, just, I gotta read this for those that like haven't it says adulting is hard. You deserve a break from the rat race. Live a little. Collect experience points by visiting the hottest destinations from your friend's couch to the vegan bistro <laughs> to a week-long Mediterranean retreat. Set, set uh. the trend. Collect money from players who visit the destinations you discovered first. Win. The player who dis- who collects the most experience, not the most money, wins. And I have to say, one of the like little, like, um, you know, like, oh, are you going to be the dog? Are you going to be the car? Are you going to be the boat? One of them is a hashtag. Yeah. Like, no. because, you know what I mean? Like, hashtag Monopoly, hashtag Millennials, hashtag We Can't Afford Real Estate. Wow. Uh, really? But I'm like, what a slap in the face. Forget real estate. You can't afford it anyways. Because you guys it's are too like busy drinking yeah. your chai tea at your vegan barista. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Jeez. I, I don't know. I think somebody, you know what I mean? This is what we're talking about earlier. Somebody's made an executive decision and that has passed up about, you know, seven or eight different groups of people have all looked to that idea and thought, yeah, let's do, <laughs> let's let's do, do that. This, we can yeah. run, we can run with that. And somebody sat through in a graphic design department and they have decided on the, th- they have actually looked at the message on this while they've been deciding the fonts. And then somebody's written the copy and then they've passed it to distributors. And then somebody at flipping Walmart or Target or wherever yeah, I mean, has Walmart, signed sure. off on that and said, Yeah, we'll take Dude. like And then it's like we'll take like it's <laughs> such like a joke that people are gonna buy it because it's a joke for one, so they make money there. Or like Yeah. And I'm looking at what's the name of the guy, Mister Moneybags, Mister Pennywise, Mister yeah. Whatever, something like that. Yeah, I think it's Pennyworth. Or Pennyworth. Pennywise. He's or got Pennyworth like or yeah. like a coffee, and then like the like the hot slip that they put on it says, you know, go pat to go Pasco or whatever. He's wearing a yeah. participation badge ribbon. It says participation 
Um, I can't even really read it, but I, the big letters is his participation. He's got his earbuds on and his like fancy glasses taking a selfie. And I'm like, wow. Like, I'm just like, are there racist monopolies too? Like, is this like testing the waters? Like, especially in America, like the climate we're in where apparently being racist is okay. I'm just like, yeah. what's next? Like, <laughs> I'm like, please don't be testing the waters because that's just wild to me. I, I, I think somebody's, as I say, somebody's thought that's a really good idea and it's a really, really funny idea. It's just, it's. And then there will be people that will be going, like, um, why are you taking the piss out of us at the fact yeah. that you. <laughs> if this is a, no, in a previous generation, thanks for wrecking the economy and meaning I can't actually. I know this is really, really funny for you, but yeah, I'm going to be renting kinda. for the rest of my life and never actually owning a house. Yeah, and you want me to be rolling some fucking dice over it? Thanks for your. Thanks very much. Is there like I an don't know, Oregon we'll Trail see. monopoly? Like that, uh, that would be interesting. I think there's, you know what? I think um, monopoly is getting close to like Rule Thirty Seven in porn. As if if somebody says it, then it automatically exists. I'm just, I'm just waiting for like, just how bad can they make monopoly? Like, you know what I mean? Like Vietnam War I, monopoly, where it's like, you know. <laughs> Roll the dice and be I like just, the rice. Like, do you want to buy the rice patties and like? Uh, I don't know Vietnam. Yeah, Monopoly. Like, I just what? Really, like, what? I don't know. I almost, I almost want to like dare them. Make the worst. This is this is bad. But make something bad. Like make something where they'd be like, you can never play Monopoly again. Like, I I played. You know. Do you know it was fun? I played Monopoly gamer. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> That was with Mario. That was with Mario. The Mario. He just Mario the truck. Yeah, I played one yeah, that had Mario, like credit cards. Mario. Have you seen that one? Is that the one? Is that an electronic one? Yeah, yeah. So instead of playing stuff? with the money, you get like a credit card. Oh man! And then like yeah, <laughs> so, and then like everything is like rounded up. Like uh, like instead of like oh you get a hundred dollars, you get a thousand dollars or something like that. But I I was I saw I saw there was a kids version of Monopoly and nobody lost. I think this was in the like sanitizing it and they were saying, Here's the kids' version of Monopoly and everybody at the end of oh, the game yeah. has a really big everybody party. Gets so frustrated and with nobody <laughs> and nobody loses at all. On the other side of it, I just played <laughs> I played it's my son's birthday and um it was like um it was a whole thing. It's like, you know, I he's um he's six mm-hmm. and he's I'm getting him into we're playing board games now. I mean we're he's kicking my ass at Pokemon. <laughs> he's like sitting there and say he's I like, you know, the morning, the weekend, this morning, yesterday morning, he comes, taps me on the shoulder at like half six, quarter to seven in the morning and says, Can you come downstairs? I've set everything up and I'm just like going I don't know what you've done. <laughs> what have you done? But you go downstairs and he's got the Pokemon cards all laid out and he's set up all, nice, he's set up all the cards and everything like that. Yeah. That's cool. So we've been playing Pokemon. So I think, you know, um, so we've been playing games. I sanitize, I don't not sanitize the rules. I simplify the rules a bit. I start off at the base game and then I build up and add on rules as we go. So he's slow, slowly learning some really, really complicated games. He was playing Warhammer with his older brother today. <laughs> so he was just rolling dice and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's rolling dice. He knows that he's fighting the bad guys in space. He's like completely happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then he got told he got, it's his birthday, so he got asked, you know, kind of what he wants for his birthday. And, you know, he says, oh, he really wants a board game. So he got a rel- relative kind of bought him 
the kids' version of Cluedo. What? Or Clue. Yeah, yeah. As you you guys across the pond would call it. What do you guys call the it? Kids What's ver- you say it was? Cluedo. Cluedo? Cluedo. Like Clu- noodle, but with a, Cluedo? N- well, no, with a D-O on the end. I don't oh, know why. C-L. Yeah, Clued- Cluedo. And we yeah. just call it Cluedo. And- I have no idea why that is. I've got to find that out why that's a differentiator or something. I have no idea. Anyway, the kids' version, yeah, Mm -hmm. you don't kill anybody for obvious reasons, right? Okay, but you've got. (laughs) You should imagine. Nobody dies. You imagine. (laughs) Nobody nobody dies. Everybody gets through. But you've got to find out who ate the cake, what time they ate the cake, and what they had to drink with the cake. (laughs) It's just the same thing. But um, yeah, nobody gets murdered. Nobody nobody gets murdered unless they find out who ate the cake. I guess that's kind of a cute way to teach them the game. It's kind of. um, It's not like um, the Monopoly where everybody wins. Like somebody's like, "Who ate the damn cake?" That's a big deal for a kid. (laughs) So I can understand. Like with us, like we're adults, murder. That's a bit. We have to get to the bottom of this. It's the same thing with kids. Like, are you serious? The last piece of chocolate cake. We got to get to the bottom of this, guys. But then again, yeah. once you find out who ate the last bit of chocolate cake, potentially you could move on to the next game <laughs> and say, okay, yeah. who murdered the person for eating the last exactly. bit of chocolate cake? But it was like, that's what was going on. And so it was it was, it was, was fun. I, mean, I can only wife, imagine you like wife, telling your son that, like, you really like the cake game. Well, let's step it up a notch. Murder. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's Someone go died let's for go. that piece of cake, son. <laughs> Let's find out who did it. <laughs> Let's find out who did it. Yeah. Let's move on. I wouldn't know how, but I don't know. Because like, it's like a kind of strange kind of um, dialing it back to, um, and this is where my board game snob comes out when it's like, <laughs> it's kind of strange dialing it back to a game that kind of like the entire kind of rules for the game appear on one sheet within kind of like two paragraphs <laughs> on a piece of paper. But then on the other side of it, I played a game on Friday night. We played a game called Ravage Dungeons of Plunder and those rules were on about three pages and it was like going about as a group of orcs fight, you were like doing it from the orcs point of view so you're trying to go about a dungeon, try to collect teeth by killing enemies but occasionally an adventurer would rock up, you know like a barbarian or a elf or even a wizard and you had to go and kick their asses and it was so much fun (laughs) because we got the... because I got the wizard and we made him cry. Nice. <laughs> which was how, which was kind of how it was. So I don't know. Mille- I yeah, millennial. Mille- I don't know. I think it's um, it'll probably sell a lot because I think people are buying just oh, say, yeah. okay, let's and see. And then there's like so many collectors because there's so many collectors yeah. version of the game too. So it'll it'll make money. Yeah. It's just it to me. Yeah. I just feel like millennials get such a bad rap, yeah. and it's just like. You realize, like, they're going to be running the world, not not <laughs> far off. Like, it's just with- it's pretty interesting. Like, maybe we should be like, uh, you know, like bringing them up with us, not like trying to poke fun at them every uh, second of the day. But I mean, if they do yeah, something well, funny, kinda- then yes, let's all point and laugh. But at the same yes, time, like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I just it just concerns me that I'm just like, especially with that, like. You'll never own real estate because you can't. You're a loser. You're too busy with, you know, your your social media. So just enjoy experiences. And I'm just like, come on, like, come your on. Your social media and your three jobs. Yeah. And 
you know, and your you're vegan barista, the like I'm our bar- <laughs> what was it, bistro? I'm sorry, like uh, God, like, <laughs> like what's the joke? Like houses aren't selling because millennials aren't buying them, and like, I'm yeah, so- no, and it's like, well, they don't have any money to buy anything, so what are you kind of expecting yeah. them to? Yeah, do. especially when you're like, oh, um, we we want like somebody to have two two years, five years of experience for this job. But it's like, if you don't hire me, I'm not going to get experience. Like, how am I, how am I supposed to get this experience in the wild? Like a like a wild experience has appeared. So like I get, you know what I mean? Like bringing back the Pokemon. Yeah, wild experience. My group, exactly. And then you get the tank. Dink, yeah. dink. Oh, sorry, it escaped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used my Pokeball to <laughs> capture some experience. I'll be back in two years. Me and Ash Ketchum. <laughs> <laughs> Except Ash Ketchum would have like tried. He has. He's, he is traveling the world. That poor kid can't get a job. He, all he knows is know. catching Pokemon. Like he has no other social skills. Like, what does he do for money? Ex- just Pokemon. Like, oh, what does he do for what? He what has does to he capture these money? poor, cute animals and sell them for like. Do you think he sells them? Do you think there's an entire dark version of Pokemon? Oh, totally. Like where he's like selling off like Bulbasaur totally leaves off their back and like you know like he's elephants like and their in- ivory. Like it's like Bulbasaurs and they're like petals. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's down the market like selling Magikarp. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? Half. Of- do you want a kilo of magic card? People are like sniffing <laughs> like magic card scales and stuff like that. I know. That's probably not his first Pikachu. It probably isn't, yeah. He's probably got gloves. Oh man. <laughs> He's got nice there's a nice there's a nice scarf set going about <laughs> that's made out of Pikachu. Oh my god! Yeah, he's got like Pikachu. Animal, yeah. He's got Pikachu for no. He's probably using them. He probably sells them to like um, local municipals <laughs> as power sources. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just I know. Right? Them. <laughs> it's like how does Ash how does Ash Ketchum get his money? Nah, I mean, because has- let's face it, he's traveling the world. He never and they're always eating. And you telling me that they can just go to those Pokemon hospitals yeah. and they just like hand over their Pokemon and they do it for free? Right? There's no way you can't do it in game for free. He's a Pokemon. How do you get money poacher. in game? I never thought about that. He's, he's a Pokemon poacher. There's an entire dark Netflix series like Castlevania. <sighs> This way into Can you imagine he's like taking pictures in the wild with like a Charmander, like holding its head up like yeah. a prize, like you know, just, like you know how like those like <laughs> really bad people hold up the lions and stuff like that, but it's like yeah. Hatch Ketchum and a Charmander totally. or something like that. Like except you know. except what he does before it passes away is he lights a cigar <laughs> on its tail because <laughs> obviously before the tail he's, light he's goes out. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just like puffs away and then he gets he takes a selfie. And because obviously bad people smoke, so <laughs> <laughs> he's got an entire kind of like photograph album of like bad oh, things that Ash has done. You know what I mean? And that's what he does. And then he puts his, he gets his cap and he puts it on backwards. Yeah. And this is just a whole range of I don't know. I am looking for an official explanation as how, how Ash Ketchum money, yeah. gets his money. Because he's something's ch- going on. Yeah, he's a child in the wilderness of Pokemon. He's, so. ch- he's going about. And where's this? You know, where's where's the parents? Exactly. <laughs> Where yeah, weird dog. What's his name? Pr- Doctor Oak or something like that. Who's this guy? Yeah. Why are you talking to children, <laughs> my dude? Like, <laughs> like, where are the parents? <laughs> I don't know. Are they just happy for? I mean, let's face it. The Pokemon series like lasts for like months. Oh yeah. I mean he's walking about. He's not just he's not like he's going home. 
He's getting the bus. He's going out there. Yeah. He's going. He's going out there with no money, <laughs> no food. Right? Boy never wears a jacket. Oh yeah, he's got to cut <laughs> off. He's, leaves, not even right? <laughs> he's not even prepared for the rain. I mean, do you ever see him wash? I don't see him yeah. have any clothes. Probably stinks. I mean, no wonder. Never <laughs> kid smells like booty walking around trying to chase Pokemon. This <laughs> is a bit. That's how he attracts them. He's <laughs> just smelling like farts and cornets. He just smells like, like just, smells like fungus. Yeah, he smells like feet like, and freaking Doritos. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like everything. Well, that's what he would do because he's a young kid. Yeah, he'd just be good about eating eating crisps. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what his diet is. It's like he's sodas and crisps. Doritos and <laughs> just dies of scurvy because he's not had vitamin C in about three months because he can't, he can't remember, you know, <laughs> eating that, you know, yeah, it's like eating eat an orange, the, eat, Ash, like Jesus. <laughs> eating the still beating heart of a cliff fairy <laughs> as he sells, as he sells it up. Yeah, he's just he's a like savage. a vampire. <laughs> eating all he's just a terrible man. I'm kind of glad to see it. I don't even, they're just going to keep him going. Oh yeah. This, but we need dark, we need dark Pokemon. Yeah. We have questions. I have, qu- I have questions. I need answers to kind of what's kind of going on. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> when you were um, when you were um, growing up, uh-huh. because I mean, obviously, you're saying well, the board game side of things wasn't. It's just not a thing that happens. Yeah. But you said that music. I mean, one of the things that you do, um, and we'll be making sure that you know, there's so many links going in these show notes <laughs> for like to your music stuff because uh-huh. you do kind of music. You do a lot of. Um, you do a lot of that thing where you talk very rhythmically over music and beats in the background, kind of rappy, hip hoppy type stuff, yeah, which I, you young kids, you young kids are doing. The, the, yeah, um, the young millennials that don't have money for real estate <laughs> listen to the exactly, type of music. I mean, yeah. exactly. <laughs> My favorite tracks you've done is the one that you said. Um, it's called "A Pile of Avocados." Um, it's one I of like my favorites one. That's too. One of my, that's yeah. one of my favorites that you've done. <laughs> it's but um, <laughs> actually, man, now I need to go write that song because it's not real. <laughs> Pile of avocados. I need to, and featuring Filthy I, Wizard. <laughs> the, <laughs> you can just have K in the background going, "Oh, an avocado," yeah. <laughs> and just sample that and just have that all the way yeah, yeah. through. Um, the hip hop stuff, yeah. and especially the rapping kind of stuff. How long have you been doing that for? How did you kind of get into that? Um, you know, how what's your? Because I don't know if you've actually told, told this my origin kind story. Of story, told your origin story. <laughs> I mean, you were into kind of like, you know, this is it. I mean, this is the last thing we've done. The flashback. This is the flashback, the flashback. episode on Netflix. <laughs> we have a conversation, and then you say, "Yeah, an avocado episode, an avocado episode." <laughs> An avocado episode, and it goes, yeah. and you're just back. <laughs> you're back to the beginning. Oh man! Did you? I mean, did you? Was it a case that you grew? Did you grow up on hip hop and then start, or was it just part and parcel of? Um, you know, did you start rhyming at the same time that you were starting kind of <laughs> listening? No, I think I've always been into music. The, the, it's kind of like a, I guess, interesting. I don't know how interesting it'll be. I think it's interesting because it's my story, right? So it's it's about me, me, oh me. Let me tell you about me real quick. Um, But let me tell you how much I love me, me. See, my TV's my TV's not on at the moment, right? Uh So all I can see is a beautiful reflection of (laughs) Of me. You and you're on the TV, so me. I bought the TV. Me on TV. It could be anything better. Um, 
but uh no i've always grown up with music in i guess uh, like in my household i guess um Mm -hmm. my dad played guitar um but he passed away when i was five but he's he had like guitars all over like the house so that's Mm -hmm. I just grew up like knowing there was guitar, so music or whatever. And I remember I got in trouble one time as a a young kid because he had this like really nice guitar, like acoustic guitar in a case. And me Mm -hmm. being a kid, I'm like, oh, you know what goes well with guitars? Pianos. So Mm -hmm. I took my crayons and I turned his guitar case into a piano and I would pretend to play piano on his guitar case. I got in big trouble because uh, it took forever to get those crayon marks off the guitar case. But um, but yeah, so I've always had that. Um, my mom is actually Mexican, and mm. she learned a lot of English by listening to, I guess, what we would call oldies, like Elvis, yeah. uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival was one of her favorite bands, uh-huh. um, Richie Valens, all those guys, you know, back in what, the 50s, 60s, stuff like that. That was like her, um, yeah. her jams back in the day. So like I remember growing up listening to oldies, like Temptations, all that stuff. Um, so music was always in there. And then I think I just, just like singing, um, even though I'm not good at it. <laughs> Cause I remember there was a couple of times in school <laughs> where they would have the big assemblies and they're like some song they're singing. And I'm pretty sure just off key, I'm like, bah, bah, you know, just singing all loud. <laughs> and all my classmates looking at me like, why are you singing? Like, this is not cool. <laughs> and I was just like, I didn't know it wasn't that cool. I thought we were singing. I thought we <laughs> all you get people going, Jake, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Jake, like, why Jake. is he sound like a dog dying in like the back of a <laughs> Go to the principal's yeah. office. You know, you're not allowed to bring you're injured not animals allowed to in sing school. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So then I, uh, I just grew up doing that, and then um, I think just naturally when you're like listening to music, um, you pick on stuff like you pick on like pick up on like harmonies or um, I guess what later on would would pay off in hip hop is like the ad libs and stuff like that. So I remember, do you remember the cartoon uh, Tiny Toon Adventures? Yeah, it was kind of like the like the young kid version of like Looney Tunes. Like, so I remember yeah. that song would, would come on and like, I would like do what we call in like hip hop punch-ins where like tiny tune adventures come in. And then you'd be like, bam, 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 bam. And like, you know what I mean? So I'm coming with, and I remember my mom yeah. coming in like, what are you doing? Sing the whole song. Don't just throw it. Like, so I was like a hype man to like the cartoon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was the spliff star <laughs> to Busta Rhymes, like, you know, rapping or whatever, just coming in on, like, the like the rhyming parts or whatever. And so I remember that stuck with me because I remember my mom, my mom just coming in and be like, why why are you doing that? And just sing the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know, mom, it's fun. I'm having fun being a hype man for the Tiny Toons right now. Um, and Jake, then I well, think... I told you about bringing <laughs> animals into the house. Yeah. And then uh, I got to... I want to say middle school age so maybe like sixth seventh eighth grade Uh and i had a friend who had an older brother and they were all cholos so (laughs) so uh i'm hanging out with the cholos and they play an easy e tape and like it was the coolest thing i've ever heard it was um easy e's um eternal e and it's that first like first song boys in the hood where Dr. Dre is like kind of like talking to his friends. He's all like, Hey, remember that old stuff that like Easy E was kicking? And they're like, Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like that, that I forget what they said. And they're like, Yo, E. And he's all, you know, you can hear him like in the background, like, Hey. He's like, Get off the piano and kick that old funky shit. And then you hear like the fake, like he's like getting off the piano, which I'm like, Nobody gets off the piano yeah. like that. Like, bring, like, you know what I mean? Like, no one does that. You just get away from the piano. But then like that first, like, <laughs> that first, like, whatever he sampled for, 
Boys in the Hood, that and then that beep boop, beep boop, and I was like, this is dope. What is this? And then like, of course, it was like the radio edit. So it was like the boys in the hood are always hard. You come talking that trash and they'll pull your car. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't even know they were cussing. Yeah. <laughs> but then like. How old, no, how old were you at the time then? I, mean, I must have been you? like. How old are you? Like in like seventh, eighth grade? Like maybe like 12, 11? Yeah. Something like that. And I remember just hearing that and just thinking that was dope. And then like, then I found out about like NWA and wow. and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, these guys are cool. And uh, I remember there was this like compilation tape. And there's this guy named Just Ice. And then he, <laughs> I don't even know if anybody knows who that guy is. But he has, like, you can say my name Justice or you can say Just Ice. And I'm like, that's dope. I didn't even think, like, you know, I'm like a young kid. So I'm like, I didn't even think of your name that way. Holy crap. Way to blow my mind. Justice or Just Ice. Uh, and like, you know. Um, and then, so yeah, so I just, I just started like. How long did you spend afterwards trying to write another name that was just like, like yeah, that? like double meaning and stuff like that? Like, I, I yeah. actually ended up having a name. Rap, my, one of my first rap names was like that. It was, um, what was it? <laughs> I, I to, wait, on. hold on. So I'll get to it because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> I want to hear this. <laughs> so then I got into like that. So listening to hip hop. And then from there, you know, you just jump onto like everything else, like whatever's mainstream, whatever's popping there. Like Master P was blowing up. Bone Thugs and Harmony ended up being like one of my favorites. Um, hmm. Mob Deep. Then like, um, uh, Goody Mob. I listened to all the mobs, apparently, for some reason. Goody Mob, Mob Deep, all those guys. <laughs> and then I think I was in like eighth grade when I was like, yo, it's time. It's time to do this. <laughs> so then, so then we started like writing rhymes and stuff like that in eighth grade, but like I, I uh-huh. wouldn't tell anybody. And then me and my other friends kind of like had like a, a group called the Road Dog Thugs because apparently you had to be a thug. <laughs> Even though, like, we totally weren't thugs at all. Like, we were the nerds on the in the hood. But we were the road dog thugs. Um, and then, yeah, my first rapper name ever was Ghetto Thief, believe it or not. Um, yeah, apparently I had a problem with kleptomania back when I was 12. And they're like, really? they're like, you're Ghetto Thief. And I'm like, that's cool. Because then if I'd ever do an album, I could call it Grand Theft yeah. Audio. I was like, GTA video games boom wow it never happened because i was dumb in 12 mind blown <laughs> yeah but just you but like know, so so that was my ama- first rap name right but that can still happen though that can it still, can still happen. happen i think it's already happened i think i was at like a circuit city one time and there was some rapper that had a thing called grand theft audio and i'm like well can't do that anymore someone beat me to it mm. but um no so that was that was the first and i'm embarrassed by that when ghetto thief i'm like what, what an idiot <laughs> But then this is okay. This is where this is this is interesting. Okay, so follow me if you can. In right. high school, I joined an organization called Sigma Beta. Sigma Beta is like a mentor group to a college fraternity called Phi Beta Sigma. The thing you mm-hmm. need to know about Phi Beta Sigma is they are an African American fraternity. They were established in 1914. Um, mm-hmm. And they've always been an African-American fraternity. And here okay. I am joining Sigma Beta, their mentor program, uh, yeah. a, a half-white Mexican boy that looks 100%. I look whiter than white. There's, uh, <laughs> I've seen your pictures. Yeah, you've seen my pictures, you yes. Could be, Try, you could be Scottish. I mean, you're I probably close could. to being Scottish. I just have like really dark hair. I think that's the only thing. Yeah. Did the Scottish people have really mm. dark hair? I don't know. 
So, well, some, some of them do. maybe do, but most of us don't. But anyway, the paleness <laughs> yeah, so anyways, just yeah. pass. Super white boy joining this mentor group run by an African-American fraternity. I end up becoming the president of this <laughs> mentorship program. And I end up oh, going Lord. with our group to a national convention in Los Angeles where yeah. I and one other dude, which funny enough, the other guy was uh, same situation as me, but he even looked whiter than me because he had red hair. <laughs> I think his He's dad, probably Scottish. Yeah, he probably had Scottish or Irish <laughs> in him. But like, ones, but yeah, like yeah. his last name was like, his name was like Eduardo, whatever. But I'm there, everybody's looking like, who are you fooling? Who are you fooling, Edward? Eduardo? Sure. I believe you. Um, Mecca like, Cuarto. Yeah, but like, they're the shirt, Eddie. Um, but like, so me and him are the whitest thing at this event, right? Yeah. And then, so whatever, we're, we had a good time. They they were like, hey, then, you know, you're doing a good thing, bringing in actual diversity with like, because we had Latinos and Asians and everything in our group. So it was like a big deal for, you know, our little group to be so diverse. Um, but mm-hmm. then we're walking by because they're selling, they're selling different items. You know, you go to conventions, they have little, um, vendors and they're selling baseball t-shirts, but from like the national, like Negro league back, back when they, like, you know, had a Negro league before like Jackie Robinson and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I see one that catches my eye and it was a t-shirt for the Atlanta black crackers. And I was like, yo, black cracker, that's <laughs> fresh so i buy it right and then the thing is like you have to understand that like my mentor in this program is a black man and like when he saw it he's like yeah you're the freaking blackest cracker i've ever seen in my life so i'm like boom (laughs) it's meant to be so then i started using that as like my rapper name black cracker right really (laughs) and um i probably would have kept it but then i had another friend who was like a white dude um, that was rapping, yeah. and he's like, "Yo, bro, like, I don't think Black Cracker is a good look for you to <laughs> become a Black Cracker and be rapping. I think you might want to change it." And I was like, "What am I going to change it to?" And then at the time, like, I was on rap forums on the internet, and everybody would just be like, "Cause no one knows what I look like," so everybody probably assumed I was a black dude. Um, <laughs> they would start calling me <laughs> BC for short, like Black Cracker BC. And then I thought, yeah. "Yo." BC stands for like prehistoric times. I'm a young rapper right now, so at this point in my life, I'm prehistoric. So then my rap name became prehistoric oh, no. because, you know, I'm still like maybe like 16, 17, maybe even 18 by this point. And I'm thinking like, yo, I'm going to be this historic rapper. I'm prehistoric right now, yo, BC. And so, yeah, I went with like prehistoric <laughs> for a long time. And then, uh, then for whatever reason, um, me and my friends were having this thing where we we're coming up with funny alternative um names. Like I had a friend who went by Johnny Quest, and um, he came up with this oh, ridiculous yeah. name, um, Hippopocalypse, because he was like really heavy set. And I think maybe like in a battle one time, <laughs> someone said, "Oh, are you big like a hippo," and like he, I forget he came back with like some like funny line like. I'm like a hippo calypso dancer and like your girlfriend romantic. Like he's like, he switched it. Like he won the battle, like ended up like, mm. you know, making it like I'm a hippo. But then he thought like, yo, what if my, my alternative rap name was hip apocalypse? Like, <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's dope. <laughs> that's and then my other friend was like, oh my Lord. he just went by like his name. But then he was like, yo, like he had like back when those truck, you know, those Ed Hardy, like truck driver hats were in because he was yeah. so white. And they were like, yo, you're just like, like a freaking truck driver. 
And he's like, yo, I'll be Mudflap, <laughs> the rapper. So we started calling him Mudflap. Oh, no. And then way. I came up with the saying, again, another one of those, like, where you're naming something else. Yeah. So I was like, what if I call myself understudy? Cause I'm always under, you know, st- I'm studying. I'm always studying. So I'm always under my studies, getting my bars better. But then also I thought like being like being an understudy, be like, yo, if your favorite rapper can't do it, then call his understudy. Then yeah. I'm his understudy. I'm your favorite rapper's understudy. So then I, I went with that for a long time. And then, um, that went nowhere. <laughs> so I just started calling myself Jake <laughs> because my name's Jake. And then uh, I don't really like my last name, my real last name. So I just, this Lineheart seems cool. So I was like, Jake Lineheart. And that's the evolution of how I got to this rap name now. So it wasn't anything special of Lineheart then? You just decided um, I'm just going to go I with did Lionheart. write, there was one song that I wrote where um, it was just kind of like, kind of like being real like you know what i want to be remembered by um i have like this like crazy i don't know if it's um what's the right word for it like this like um like unnatural fear like i I forget what the right word is for that like when you like something that's like obviously probably won't happen but you have this fear but um yeah i have this fear that like i'm gonna die at a young age (laughs) um because like my dad died when i was five i think my dad was 33 yeah so I thought, like, you know, I'm going to die at 33, like my dad died. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. um, then when I had my son, I had this uh, fear that, like, when my son turns five, I'm going to die. <laughs> and then so, wow. Like, just like, you know, that unnatural, like, I shouldn't have this fear or whatever. But, like, um, at the time, I wrote a song where, like, just, like, this is who I am. I want to work hard no matter what. Like, I understand mm-hmm. there's better rappers, but, like... I want to work harder. And one of the lines that I said was like, I will be a man remembered with a heart of a lion. And I just thought like that line, like oh, a man right, remembered okay. with a heart of a lion, like Jake Lionheart. So that's kind of where I came up with that. And then everybody's like, oh, you like Final Fantasy 7 or Final Fantasy 8? And I'm like, sure. Sure. That's where I got it from. Final <laughs> Fantasy 8. Squall yeah, Lionheart. for that. Yeah. yeah brilliant. But yeah, so that's, Gee, that's, that's my, my whole like hip hop origin here. The only thing that's changed is that I went from doing more underground like i would listen to like sage francis atmosphere blueprint mm-hmm. um all the like all those underground guys the 12 1200 hobos uh <laughs> uh lp uh aesop rock all those dudes that like did all that stuff glue adm all that like art like art rap i guess artistic rap underground boom bat bat like i battled rap i did all that stuff um to i started doing for fun I did a couple songs. Someone said to do like Overwatch character raps. And then somehow that got popular. Like I actually got featured by Blizzard on their um their battle was a battle net where you can launch it on your, your computer if you're playing yeah, online. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that was like the first time I found out like, oh, toxic people are real because <laughs> they came and told me that I should die of cancer because I shouldn't be rapping about like cowboys on on um overwatch and i'm like wow this hurts i just made this for fun and for my friends but thank you for uh making me feel like garbage but yeah so i did that and then yeah i've had like a song on like the that video game warframe they i think i was like ninth place in the contest they did recently um i've done some really cool stuff for um independent comic book um people like people from like oni press and um one of my friends right now they have a um a couple volumes out called junior braves of the apocalypse which um yeah. before that one um movie came out the like the 
Boy Scouts and Zombie Apocalypse or whatever that one was that came out not too long ago. They actually had their comic book, I think, already in the works. Um, so it just uh-huh. kind of like worked out where I think maybe people think that's a tie-in, but they're completely two different things. But um, yeah, I did stuff for them. And um, so somehow I've, I've found myself in like nerd rap. Um, but I just <laughs> I just like rapping. I don't know. Yeah. Nerd, nerdcore rap. Nerdcore. Nerdcore. Jeff, has your style changed? I mean, over the years. I mean, because you see, I mean, obviously people have a tendency to kind of reinvent themselves once they've been doing stuff for a while. Yeah. Because, I mean, unless, of course, they're, unless they're, they're wanting to grasp hold of the first thing that kind of made themselves popular, but you see it all the time. You see it like... Um, Rappers going down a certain way and then all of a sudden swinging back and saying, oh, we're going to bring it back to old school or mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it back to the original stuff that kind of got me famous kind of thing. Has your, has your style changed over like the years um, then? As you've been- I think so. Uh, the thing that I think this, that's interesting about Nerdcore right now mm. is that a lot of it is stuff that people have been rapping about for a while. It's just like it's mm. been undercover. So like most of like the underground people or like people that you say like are abstract have always been like dropping like these nerd references. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking of like uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who I think most people might know from either uh, the Gorillas, like that Clint Eastwood song. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like he he had a thing called Deltron Thirty Thirty, which is the whole idea of like the the out, which is a phenomenal album. If you've never heard it. Do yourself a favor, open up Spotify, Deltron Thirty Thirty, um, and it's. Yeah. Pretty much everybody that is the Gorillas, the first album, but with and even the Damon Albarn has like a song on there. That's actually how they met was doing this album. Um, oh, but, right, okay, yeah. Like Damon Albarn is like the person that opens up the the thing. They got him to do like a little intro, but it's because the guy that was making the beats knew Damon, and then that same guy mm. knew Dell, and that's how they're like, hey, we should do this Gorillas thing, and you should be the voice of the ghost. <laughs> whatever um <laughs> but like that like that was a whole concept album about the year 3030 he's this rapper in like a like a anime mech that's <laughs> driving around the galaxy um he's got a song like even before that i think he had a song about that anime ghost in the shell like one of his lines is like i'm feeling like a ghost in the shell which people might like who don't know so oh that sounds cool like a ghost in the shell but then you're like no that's a direct reference to an anime but now, mm-hmm. like, I, I even have this song where I, where I say stuff like that. It's called Nerd Rapper 1.0, um, where, where I say that, like, back in the day, like, you would make these nerd references and, like, people might either get it or not. But, like, nowadays you make those and they just say, oh, he's a nerd rapper. Um, but, no, like, honestly, my first influence that I really enjoyed was Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like, I enjoyed, like, the fast rap, the cadence rap. Like, everything was a cadence. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm from Southern California and I preferred the East coast guys. Like I was not really a big fan of, um, Tupac, which I know it's like blasphemy, right? Like you're from the West coast, uh, LA, like almost LA area. And you don't like Tupac. I'm like, no, yeah. I thought Biggie was better. I thought he had better cadences, better raps. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I just couldn't really relate to Tupac where like I'm chubby and Biggie's chubby. So <laughs> I can kind of relate to him. I'm like, I can really kind of relate to him. <laughs> the, then, then also the you had like, you know. um, yeah, there was also like Big Pun and and all this mm. like cooler stuff coming out from the East Coast, like Wu Tang and and all this other fun stuff where like here was all gangster rap. And so I'm like, I can't. I'm not really a, like gang. Like I grew up with like cholos and gangsters. I'm like, it's not fun. <laughs> like I don't want to listen to music no. that glorifies these dudes that like bully me. So um, 
Yeah, so like I I think when I was coming up I more rap like that. Then I got into like the battle like scene. So then I like everything was like a battle rap. Like everything was about cutting somebody down or being the better rapper, having the better bars. Um So I mean as it I mean I mean it's like I take it as just like you're just facing off with somebody and there's somebody you're putting a beat in the background or you're doing an a cappella or whatever and you're just kinda of facing off and just saying stuff kinda of back and forward with kinda of, Kenny each other then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and see, that, with me, though, I mean, did you have, with mine, it was, yeah. you always had the beat, and it was always freestyle. I think the thing that's interesting now is, like, you'll have the acapella ones, but they're not freestyle yeah. sometimes. A lot of times, it's like, they have, like, notes on the people, and then they have all these, like, bars written out pre, pre-battle. pre And I find uh-huh. that interesting. Like, even now, like, when you say, let's get in a cypher, like, there's one that I'm, I'm honestly contemplating and doing. There's like this geek cipher that like all these like predominant like YouTube rap nerd rappers did. But I'm like, they're mm-hmm. all written raps. And I'm like, to me, like a cipher isn't a cipher is just like a fun freestyle session. That's what a cipher was. Like there was a battle for freestyle like battles, battle raps. And then cipher was just like, yo, we're just gonna get together and just spit whatever freestyle you want to spit. And so that to me, mm-hmm. it's weird that now like even mixtapes, mixtapes weren't about like that's just a solo album. Mixtapes used to be like this is one song from one artist, another song from another artist, yeah, and they were yeah, actually yeah, on cassettes. Yeah. So it's just weird the way how hip hop has changed. But like that's when I'm kind of like, eh, like should I do this? Like should I just do an old school like just record myself doing a freestyle or just write do what they're doing because the cipher to them is just written bars. So um, yeah, but no, me I I it was all about like you had the beat and it was literally thinking on the spot how can I out rap this person like. Whether it be their name, calling out, obviously, like to prove that you're actually freestyling, like off the, like this is not, you know what I mean? Cause that was the, the yeah. epitome of like what a battle was to prove that you're making it up on the spot. So making fun of their name, what they're wearing. I remember there was one battle yeah. where I was going up against this dude that like looked like a thug guy. Like he was, he was pretty hard looking. And, um, the whole time when he wasn't rapping, he was looking at his girlfriend or whatever. And then, if, if, whatever like you know that's just more supporting just like yeah i got this girl and then so it was just like yo that's 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 the thing i'm I'm gonna hit you right there i'm like you're so chicken Mm -hmm. you can't even look at me you know what i mean so like boom i'm hitting you with that and then all of a sudden he's like you know i kind of have to look at you now because you called me out on it you know what i mean so like that's what it was about it was like about like like making up stuff on the point that made it and so like i don't know you get very like in the end it's, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, my writtens are very, very different from my freestyles. Um, which I don't get the freestyle that often because no one, like, I feel like no one really is like free- into freestyles like they used to be. But are your freestyles more, are, are your freestyles simpler? As I um, mean, your freestyling, are you likely to pick kind of simple phrases or do you make the written stuff more complicated? So when you're writing um, stuff together, it's weird. Like, I feel like with the freestyle, it's just, it's and it's it's like literally like anything is possible. Like as some I've had one person say like your written should be like a, a focused painting while you're like um your freestyle should be like a sketch. And um mm-hmm. for whatever reason I don't like I just it's more fun. Like I feel like if I'm if I mess up then I mess up like a sketch. You know what I mean? Oh whatever, I'm just sketching. But like at the same yeah. time you can try stuff that you never been been able to try. Like I feel like um Okay, like if I do like a, a written and to be like, I got sixteen. Uh, was it like I got sixteen bars to deliver on this flow? First one fires, second just as hot, fourteen left to go. 
You know what I mean? So I'm like, now mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about it. Okay, that's, that's, I already killed two bars. So that's why 16, 14, boom, whatever. But if I'm just freestyling, I'm like, off the top of the dome, I'd be spitting the palm, didn't understand where I'm going. So I'm going back home. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just whatever. And then I can find more yeah. of like a, I like doing like the whole, especially in the freestyle, because I think freestyle is more about like poppy flashy right now. So it's more about like the a skibbity dibbity doobity bobbity pippity poppity you know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't really even matter yeah, what you're yeah, saying because yeah, yeah, yeah. it just sounds cool. It's a freestyle, boom. Um, and then it's also about like trying to find as you're kind of muttering mo- nonsense, try to find that one thing that's going to hook somebody and make them go, yeah. Oh, like I remember yeah. being, um, <laughs> being in a freestyle at a party one time and having this dude like just just like you know like the the tough guy oh, i'm a rapper i'm gonna blast people at, you know and like i think when i'm i like i just remember because of how people like lost their minds when i was like oh you causing trouble rubble rubble i'm like ronald mcdonald i just want a double double like talking about like like there's like in and out has this burger <laughs> called a double double like a double cheeseburger so like rubble yeah. rubble as in like the the hamburglar so rubble rubble i'm mm. coming to steal your <laughs> double double and people are ah! like and didn't matter what else i said didn't matter what else this other kid said the fact that i had that yeah. one bar Boom! I won. Yeah. The, I won whatever we were. I don't think we weren't battling. We were just ciphering. But by the end of the night, it was like, "Here's a beer, bro. Here's a beer. You have you have the freaking double double rep." And I'm like, "Thanks, dude." <laughs> so like, it's the weird thing between like writtens and stuff like that. But like, um, some people do like. I think people have phenomenal written rap. So like, I'm like, I can't be upset that they want to choose to write their raps out, but. To me, like a well-rounded MC was a person that could do everything. Like you could, you could write yeah. a good written, and you could freestyle. Like dudes like Eminem. I think that's why he took mainstream by surprise because he was like in the same like place I was at. You can write these crazy, phenomenal written raps, but if you throw him on the spot, he's just gonna he's gonna kill you with a freestyle too. Um, guys like his buddy Royce the Five Nine are only known for like writtens and Royce the five nine can kill you with a written. Like he'll end your career with a written. But I don't know if he can freestyle. Yeah. I don't know if that's his that's his bag. But um since I've been talking about rap, why don't we talk about your bars? Because I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows that you actually have bars. You're like an extraordinary rapper in your your own rights. I am not an extraordinary yes, rapper. You are, I've, done sir. Some stuff I've heard in the it past. I've heard it. <laughs> I did a Destiny rap a little while ago. My, uh, my, I, I, you know, I've done a lot of uh, stuff, um, but it's not. It's us, you know. I couldn't do anything on the spot or anything. I'm a terrible, terrible. I my problem is I'm a perfectionist, so I would go back <laughs> and do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. Because I, when I was my intro to hip hop was N.W.A. So I was 13, and then I went round to my friend's house, and they said, and we I don't know what we were listening to at the time. There was a mixture of whole different things that we were listening to, and I think, do you know what it was? When you were in first, when I was in first year at high school, yeah, that was when ben, that was when Bon Jovi oh. in Europe, and those rock bands, you know, Living on a Prayer was out, Slippery When Wet, you know, the album was out, yeah, yeah. So everybody was like, everybody's like was growing their hair and there was perms and it was this glam. <laughs> we just come out of the eighties, you know, yeah, we just yeah. come in, you know, we just come into the seventies and the eighties. So you're like at 86. <laughs> so it's like the romantic rock kind of stuff. And then you got into high school and all of a sudden it was like Bon Jovi was came from nowhere. And I remember going around to a friend's house and he's just like this. He's like, 
um, you've got to listen to this. And I was just like, what? What, 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 what? Come on, man. What are you talking about? And he's like, um, and it was NWA. Uh, Straight out of Compton. Yeah. No. That'll do it to you. I'm, I'm 13, <laughs> I'm 13 years old. Yeah. yeah. I'm 13 years old. White Scottish guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sitting in this, sitting in this room and it was summer. It must have been like in the summer holidays. So it must have been about July, August time. Yeah. Um, and putting this album on and just, because the thing was, right, you never got swearing on music. You never, you know, you never got to hear kind of swearing or anything. There's no cussing on records or stuff like yeah. that. I think I remember, in it, I think I remember like <clears throat> NXS released an album and they've like, you, they, they've got one line, I think, in this thing called Guns in the Sky. And he goes, I'm sick of it. It's a load of shit. And I was like, whoa, yeah. Michael oh Hutchins, God. you're so fierce. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, you know, just I don't know if I can play this in front of my parents. And of course, I listened to NWA and it was like, first, I mean, it was the first thing, it's like straight out of Compton comes on. Yeah. And first of straight all, it's like, it's raw, <laughs> it's, it's raw as hell. And it's like, the beat's just coming in and you can, and they had the speakers all the way up and you're just feeling the bass coming yeah. through. And then, um, Ice Cube comes and that was me I was done I was you know so and I was like okay what do we do next and then of course <laughs> what we did is you did what every 13 year old boy did in the 80s is that you if somebody had an album and you used to have um, these hi-fi things so they'd have the stereo hi-fi it's not like nowadays you get mp3s and copy mp3s yeah. you know he had the album he had the decks there so he took his deck he played the album and he got his tape <laughs> Mm-hmm. He got his tape machine, which was connected. It was a stereo thing, and he just pressed the record button and like had uh, that was NWA um, on on the cassette. And of course, what I did is I went home, mm-hmm. I went home, and I listened to it all the way through. And I remember listening to it, and I remember um, somebody saying, "I remember what was it? They were in the paper because." Um, I think um, one of the radio stations in the UK play. I don't know if it was Radio One or Radio Two or something like that, but um, there was a newspaper report that said basically as um, as one was as one motherfucker followed the next motherfucker, the <laughs> the record was unceremoniously removed from the <laughs> from the because st- people hadn't heard this before. I mean, you yeah, hadn't. Yeah. This was the this is it kind of going. So I was like really really into it. So you listen to that and then. After that, I think, well, what, what else is there? Um, and then Public Enemy came up. Ah, yeah. Um, and it was, um, Fear of a Black, Fear of a Black Planet takes a nation of millions to hold us back. So you gotta imagine my mindset at the time. I was like, I'm like, uh, hearing all these messages about how terrible I am. Yeah, because yeah, of yeah. And I'm just like, absolutely digging it. But at the time, yeah, you kind of write stuff down, but I'm not, you know, um, <clears throat> The style was always kind of like, uh, never, I, you do stuff in your bedroom, but you never take it any further than that because it was, there was, it's a different kind of thing. There wasn't people kind of meeting and greeting and doing stuff. And if you wrote, I mean, I'm kind of maybe try stuff, but I never did anything public. I did that one Destiny rap yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was writing for a, a video game website, it was kind of like, you can do, um, you know, I could, I was thinking about doing a rap. I was like, I could do a rap. It's like, you're joking. He says, yeah, we'll go and write some stuff. So I wrote an entire rap based around um, 
based around Destiny, the video game, and they put it out there. It's still out there on YouTube. I'm not going to put a link <laughs> out there. Yeah. Because then if you be like, yeah, you put me on blast. You know, it's like, put me on blast. Yeah, I've definitely been doing bars and stuff like that. But then there was Fear of a Black Planet, and then I got into Public Enemy, and then on the other side of it, I was into um, Digital Underground. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And you did the Humpty Dance. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And... <laughs> Then there was the beast, and then from there was digital underground. There was the far side. There was um, who else? Booya tribe. Booya tribe. <laughs> Booya tribe as well. Yeah. And then I went into, and then um, from there, um, Paul's boutique, Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I remember um, we had the original. We had the original CD, and at that time, when you folded out CDs the cases, the inlay, they were thick. Yeah. And the reason that they were thick is you could take them actually out. Or cassettes as well. Yeah. Cassette tapes. It wasn't necessarily CD covers. They had forgotten about that. But cassette tapes, you could take the inlay of the cassette tape. Kids, way <laughs> long ago, we used to have music yeah. on little tape, Not on MP3s and little tapes. Oh, used to tapes, put them in yeah. a machine. And they used to be in the cassette tape cases. You used to take these out and unfurl these cassette tape inlays that used to have the lyrics on there. And I yeah. remember just sitting through there and learning as much of Paul's boutique as possible. Kind of yeah. um, five, was it a five piece chicken dinner? <laughs> and what got me was the way that the rhymes and the raps kind of, kind of work. Um, just the whole, because I remember the whole, you know, the I met a girl last night with a peculiar cackle. I laid the bait and she took the tackle. I had too much drink at the Red Lobster. Now the room spinning around like the blaze of a helicopter. Never met a girl who was too finicky of the press of the way, then they're going to finish me. You might know this. You might have witnessed me. I've ate spinach and I'd be called spinachy. I shed light like I shed fur. Spin around town like Raymond Burr. I'm so high, call me your highness. If you know me, they part of my shyness. I learned that whole thing the whole way through. Yeah. And just, I was always kind of like, I've got like a bit of an audiographical memory, so I can remember. Yeah, that was that was like I can me remember with stuff um, all the way with like CeeLo. I, like I had the same thing. I had the Goody Mob on a uh, thing on tape, and like a lot of yeah, people oh. don't know CeeLo rapped before he was like yeah. a singer, and so like yeah, he had yeah. the one where he's like, I've been underestimated, but I waited so and, like, but I'm patient, so I waited so. I, oh man, I already forgot it. I had it, and I lost it right now. I got I got nervous <laughs> in front of you right now, but yeah, under pressure. I had this Under rhyme pressure. that like I just I just remember like, and the other one was like um. Oh my god, I was off their album Soul Food. And like he he had this this rhyme where he's all like, um Oh, what was the name of the song? But like it was just like this like brilliant like um I moved into a, a house complex with a serial gate and and like just like painting this picture and I'm like, yo, like and they like stuck with me. I'm just draw I think I'm just drawing blank just because I'm like on the spot right now trying to like remember raps. But but yeah, like the same thing. Like you had these like booklets you could pull out and read their lyrics. I remember like yeah. being a kid and wanting to be a rapper. Like that was the biggest thing. Like if I could get onto a label so that I can put out a CD and then thinking about like how you would like put your lyrics in this book. And like, cause you know, like a lot of them, like they would stylize it, right? Like they would have like borders and stuff like that. And then like your thank yous were a big deal. Like reading the, like the rappers. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, yeah, yous yeah, yeah. That was, was like, a big thing. Like who are yeah, you yeah. thanking in this thing? You know, and it always ended with, and you, the listener, you know what I mean? Like you thinking all your friends or whatever. Yeah. I think the funniest then, like, thing was I got, um, Ice-T's power <laughs> album. 
because my dad says like what do you want for what do you want for christmas and yeah. i think uh was it had uh, was it iceberg the one before so my friend oh, yeah, had yeah, that yeah. and he says what'd you get did you get power he says <laughs> he kind of took me aside and said um i'm not sure if we could you get you this album yeah. i was like he says but why you know i like the music um because he said, have you seen the cover for the album? And I was just like that. What? Do you remember the cover for it? No, I'm not it was like, it right now. <laughs> do you know what? It was, it was Ice-T. It was Don, it was a Donald D. And it was his wife. And his wife was wearing some kind of bikini thong. And oh, there was nothing yeah, left. Yeah, 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 and you yeah. turned around and my dad says, I can't. <laughs> I can't tell your mum I bought you this. Yeah. <laughs> it would look like I've got you. But, um, yeah, she's yeah, only in the shotgun. That. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. That, um, That's funny, dude. The, the syndicate. And then there was um, Ice. I got mad into Ice Cube. Everything. I kind of followed. I, I, oh, man. All the way. <laughs> all the way. Lethal Injection, everything, America's Most Wanted. That was the other thing. Amer- listening to America's Most Wanted. And that's when you're realizing that in turn with Public Enemy, you're realizing the politics are coming in. Yeah. Just some of the stuff like um, Ice Cube, when will they shoot? And um, it's, was it, it's just some of the stuff he was saying. I was like saying, mm, okay, I'm stopping listening to the fact that they're really good beats and there's really good lyrics and I'm actually starting to listen to the lyrics and what they mean kind of behind it. Because yeah. Ice Cube was coming out of things with like, he was saying like, um, what was it? Just like white man was something I tried to study, but I got my hands bloody. And you're just like, oh yeah. my word. And then was it he said, um, but Unc- was it, um, but to Unc- Uncle Sam was Hitler without an oven. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And that, and that was that. But then there was that, and there was, um, who else? Did you get into the West Side connection when Ice Cube no. had that group? Cause it was huge. When I was in like middle school, no, I tried. It was the I tr- biggest. Like it was so big that like I got irritated by it because I'm just like stop, like stop, <laughs> like it's cool, but like it was like the end all, be all, West Side connect. It was like him, Dub C, and then uh, uh, Mac Ten or something like that. And like they even had some song where they like diss like Cypress Hill. Like he's like, and be real rap like he got baby nuts. And I'm like, no. oh my God. Like I don't need to hear this be real. Like they ain't even from, like, what's he like? They from LA, they from Southgate. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I don't care about your beef with Cypress dropped. Hill. I drop. I think what happened was I dropped. I started to drop out of hip hop because I was. Tr- I don't know. Do you, you know what happened? Pearl Jam happened to me. Oh, Pearl Jam. <laughs> Pearl Jam happened to Yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam happened to me, and Pearl Jam happened because I was singing. Like, Pearl, I was able to sing like Eddie Vedder. Really? And his tone matched my tone, yeah, and I was singing along to- Can we get a little to, sample? Or? No. Why? No, no. Come on. Off, off. No, 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 no. Come not on. on. Not on pod. No, come no, on. no, no, This is no, good no, podcasting no. right now. No, Everybody's no. like, come on. No, no, no I'm on. not singing. I'm not saying. I'll sing for your birthday. Anyway, All but right. yeah, so it's moving up. But then um, from there, so I went to Pearl Jam an awful lot, and there was um, just really like the singing side of things. And then dip back in. The next thing you know, um, Mr. Marshall Mathers is coming up, and that was hey. me. Yeah. Going back in and then visiting all the old school stuff again, yeah. which was, and when you go back to, especially a Public Enemy, man, Chuck D's just 
fucking blew my mind. Yeah. And still blows my mind with that because when he comes on, it's like, it's a hundred percent there. There's none of this. This isn't phoned in shit. He's angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's coming after everybody. And I just remember listening to that going, this is a, this is just phenomenal stuff. But then Eminem, the thing that <laughs> I got the controversy with Eminem. But then as somebody who had been listening at that point to hip-hop for two decades at that point, I kind of went, damn, he's he's going to storm this because of what... It was the way that he was rhyming stuff that I had never heard before yeah. because usually when I'd heard it before, it would be like a <clears throat> end of rhyme catch where next rhyme rhyme to the previous end of the line yeah. but then Eminem was coming and in bend, and he was yeah he bends he words bend a lot around. too yeah, yeah totally. like what it was like my name is like hi kids do you like violence want to see me stick nine inch nails into each one of my eyelids yeah like, yeah. like and he, he's taking sounds yeah yeah or the other one with uh, forgot about Trey like Slim Shady, blow you up like an M80 when the when, when the temp gets yeah. up to the mid 80s or something like roll my windows up when the temp gets to mid 80s yeah so it's just yeah, like calling yeah. men ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dog, but I've been shady. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they can shady. I think with yeah. him, a lot of his stuff was like the best songs were the songs that weren't the controversy ones. Like on that first album, the one where he was getting bullied, uh, was it like, I got brain yeah. damage. Yeah. I got beat up yeah. by a kid named D'Angelo yeah. Bailey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like those songs to me were like, yo, this is genius. Like he's telling a story. Um, yeah, his other stuff. I'm but then he got famous because of the the controversy. But that's stuff. Yeah. they got first because of the controversy because he says, "Oh, look, here's a here's a white." But then he's he's on the Marshall Mathers second, well, the latest, the last one they did before mm-hmm. the latest one they dropped. Rap God was just well, the whole thing. I mean, it's just the same him going back into. But we did the brain damage song on that one, and he's like, yeah. he's doing the one thing that he says he manages to rhyme orange with ninja sword. <laughs> just like what are you doing and then he does rap god and i remember the first i don't know maybe i just like been out of it for so long but i remember listening to rap god and listening to that particular kind of verse but where he just goes at 100 miles an hour and then instantly stopping yeah when he finished and rewinding it to that bit again and going is he actually saying words or is he just like saying yeah is he just skibbity dibbity yeah yeah i know this one guy that like he's like a skibbity dibbity because that's all it is you're not really saying anything you're just doing the skibbity dibbity because it sounds cool i know i know but i can i could never um no, it was just not. Nah, it's just one bars. of those things I felt, nah, you just can't. I mean, I'd be in more vanilla ice. <laughs> you know, I, that's what I'd be. That's as far as we get. You just know. stop. It's just like. Look at this. I know, exactly. Richard Simpson got a brand sample. new edition. <laughs> you hear your name rhymes in that. Richard Simpson got a brand new edition. Is he going to stop? Uh, just, no. No. Just ding, 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 yeah. ding. Din, 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 I didn't din, din, steal din. from David Bowie. Bing, 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 ding, ding, ding. Yes, you did. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she did. Oh, Starman's coming but for that, you. I know. But you're going to continue with it. I think you're just going to continue with it. I mean, is it like a is it a hobby or because you've got the stuff 
where people are people people giving kind of giving you money for it now? See, or? that's the thing. Like, it's always just been a hobby because, like, the dream was like you know the dream is always like I'm gonna get on a like especially back then, like back then like mm. you had to be on a record label and do that whole thing. Now it's like literally you can be a 17 year old with a face tattoo and a SoundCloud account, and next thing you know you're on tour the next day. Um, yeah, but like, and no, it's been kind of a hobby. I'm kind of struggling with it now because I've had kind of success where people were like, and when I say success, it's not like, oh my gosh, it's like to me, it feels like a success because it's like, wow, somebody gave me like a dollar for a song. Like, that feels like yeah, yeah, weird yeah. when someone gives you money for art. Um, and then yeah. I remember one of my favorite like MF Doom like raps because he's one of my other favorites too. MF Doom was like, we, it was like, oh, what was it? Something like, Remember back when we used to rhyme for rent? And I remember that was a thing like, man, that would be so dope if I could ever get to a point where I rapped for rent. Like, I know that would be a struggle, but like the idea that like I'm making music to pay my bills would be more phenomenal than me working at a butcher shop, which I did, or me working at a rotisserie, which I did, or even now where I'm working my day job where I'm like sitting on a computer doing data numbers and stuff yeah. like that. Like, honestly, being able to write songs would be a way better way to make rent. But like now I'm conflicted though, because now I, I like it's like that I got a taste of the drug. So now I'm like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. why, why did people like this? And I think that's why I even pursued the whole nerd rap stuff a little bit harder because that was the first time anybody paid attention to what I was rapping. And then so now I, 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 I get conflicted between like, I think on YouTube, I wrote a song, um, about anxiety and, um, cause a lot of the stuff I'll put like, it was like I was putting it up on YouTube first. Um, because it was just easier. I kind of had a platform. I had like, supposedly I had followers. At least that's what the, you know, the algorithm tells me that <laughs> people <laughs> listening. Um, but yeah, like I did this, um, this song, um, called If My Anxiety Was Beautiful. And, um, like that song doesn't have any really traction, but like it was a legit song about anxiety. And I guess the, the idea, like if, my anxiety was beautiful. And I think the first verse is like kind of like personifying it. Like if it was beautiful, like my wife, I would be able to do this, this, and this, this. So mm -hmm. if my anxiety was beautiful, I hope it's beautiful like you. And then the second verse was actually taken from, um, funny enough, um, uh, a video editor, uh, for a YouTube channel committed suicide and the community that was, you know, you know, hurt by that, or not hurt, you know what I mean? Like saddened by it, I guess. Like that's, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hurt was the wrong word to use, but like, you know what I mean? Like feeling this loss, there was, um, somebody had said this thing like about like self-worth that was really powerful and kind of actually kicked off this whole song. So that whole second verse is actually when I, I say a thing about like, um, you know, um, I knew a man who looked in the mirror and he said, I loved you. And then his reflection said, I love you too. And it was the first time he had ever said, I love you. Um, so that whole verse is actually from a person's tweet. <laughs> so I took that person's tweet. Right. So that to me was like, oh man, that's like, that's the stuff I want to, I want to make. I actually did another song, um, about depression, um, that one of our friends, maybe I'll tell you off mic, but one of our friends like legit messaged me and was like, yo, I had never heard anybody describe what I feel while depressed the way your song did. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I thought this was just me that felt this way. Like, he's like, yeah. no. And then, like, a complete strange, when a complete stranger 
found my email through like Bandcamp and like you know like kind of like trying to find a way to communicate to me like didn't know i had like twitter or whatever um said the same thing like i've i've like wow like this really like helped me out like it's good to know i'm not alone um that stuff to me is like wow like that's the stuff i want to do but nobody wants to listen to that stuff which sucks but everything that i'm actually like i've gotten any hits on has been like um yeah like the overwatch stuff like um that made like made me some money and then some of this other nerd stuff and then like for a while like when youtube had their partnership stuff um i was trying so hard like i was like yo i'm getting like a thousand views on this stuff if i keep grinding and killing myself like i was writing two songs a week so that i can edit a video and put it out on fridays and and like doing all this stuff and like like legit like killing myself for this to try to make it as a like a rap youtuber and stuff like that and then like having the like um <laughs> the like jealousy of these other people that I'm like, yo, I don't think they're as nice as me, <laughs> but they're, they're getting the like hundred thousand views. They're the ones with the, like, a like I honestly, my goal was like, if I could get to a hundred thousand subscribers and get that like little, like YouTube button, like I'll know I've yeah. made it. And like, I'm, I'm nowhere. I'm not even close to a thousand people. So it's just like one of those, like, man, why, why am I killing myself to this? And so I do struggle with, um, this is a hobby. It's always been a hobby. If somebody likes it enough to give you change, like don't don't go crazy because like I've been at that place where I'm like I'm trying to kill myself for art because I like how like you know what I mean like if you could podcast full time, right? Like you'd be like this is awesome. I would I would do this full time and get paid for it and not have to worry about bills. That would be awesome. But yeah, it would be. In the realistic world, I can't think about it that way. Like I just, you know, I mean, I, well, I have to do it. But nobody wants to pay for art, though. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a f- fundamental thing. Nobody wants to pay for um, for you being creative unless <laughs> you are the soup de jour. If you're the soup exactly. de jour, then you'll be, you get paid for six months and then you're back on the pile like everybody else trying to scrimp, <laughs> you know, scrimp and save like everybody, you know. I mean, that yeah, happens yeah, yeah. all the time. I mean, I was looking at, um, what was I thinking about? Having a discussion with somebody about um, talking about the board game industry in relation to content creators and the number of views that people get on their YouTube videos and how that is pales into insignificance compared to just random videos mm-hmm. that are made by these kids' channels where they get a gazillion views for two kids sitting there and one of them's, you know, pick a plate. And one of them gets the real food and the other one gets the gummy food. Yeah. And they're getting like half a million views on YouTube for that. Yeah. And then somebody's like chirping up and saying, guys, guys, my latest video just got a thousand views. And everybody's like, you know, well done. It's just like, I don't know. Do I want to be, it doesn't seem like to be like a stable thing. Of course, I'd love to do this mm-hmm. full time. My problem with if I get into anything is I end up getting putting an awful lot into it because I want to get noticed because <laughs> I like the attention. Right, and that's yeah. an honest, that's as honest as I can get. You know, that's as honest as I can get. The reason that I do this podcast and the reason that I didn't just sit around and say, do three episodes and then me and Colin disappeared or whatever is that I was wanting to say, well, listen, if I'm going to do this, let's see how far we can take it. And that's right, why, right. It, that's where it is just now. 
I would I would never ever be the type of person that would try something and not hit it kind of as as hard as I could, which is strange because then I ultimately you're leaving yourself to be let down when you're sitting there and going, Why aren't I doing this kind of full time? Yeah. Kind of thing. And yeah, which that's, is a strange situation to be in. It's such a, it's like a struggle, right? Because it's like you do it because you yeah. love it, but at the same time, that part of your ego is like, notice me, senpai. <laughs> like, I, no, I, yeah, I mean there is, yeah, yeah, totally. There's a serious part of me that's just like always, like, do you know what? Um, you should do, you should do what you should do, which is to get it to a certain level and then just say goodbye. Don't wait until you get annoyed or depressed or pissed off or you know you're getting to the point where you're saying ah damn I wish I'd never organized this show tonight because I can't be bothered it's like stop when you're kind of you know stop when you're feeling you're satisfied and you, you've done a good you know you kind of done a good job mm-hmm. um, and it's just such a it is it is a total kind of like am I doing this to because I'm just wanting to do this um and I think you're right. I think the, the difficulty is is when you hit something and you hit something successful and you do something um, and you're like, damn. It's like at the moment there is a game on Kickstarter uh, called Cat- it's Catacombs 3rd Edition mm-hmm. and it's got our logo on the front of the box. <laughs> it's got our, it's got the We're Not Wizards logo <laughs> is on the front of the fucking board game box, and it got sent an email saying, "Oh yeah, you know, you've you've you know, thanks for your support. You know, I know you guys really really like the game. So here it is, the latest version, the Kickstarter version. Here's your logo on the front of the box. It's next to the Dice Tower logo. It's next to Shop and Sit Down. It's next to the Board Game Geek one. And I'm just like that. I don't know what to say about that because I'm kind of like you get that imposter syndrome. It's like one of those strange things where you want to be yeah. noticed, you want to be successful, but at the same time you're turning around and saying, "I don't think I deserve to be noticed <laughs> or successful." <laughs> yep, and it's just like, I get what? that too. And then, like, like when just know, even like, like people like legit, yeah, and they just like legit like, "Hey, compliment," and you're like, "But is it? Am I real?" <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you got the right email address. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, that's funny though, I, right? Like how, like your yeah. One moment your ego is like, notice me, and then you're like, are you serious? You want to notice me? I'm not sure. And I don't want to notice. I'm, I'm sure you were talking to the person in the much nicer jacket. Yeah. Then I'm definitely weird. That's funny. Dude. Um, yeah, being creative is weird. <laughs> it's, 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 speaking of being creative, the salt report. Let's um, touch on that. Um, oh, yeah, I. Podcast idea. I yeah, this <laughs> podcasty thing with lots of um kind of geekishness and yeah. generally it's one of my favourites. Uh, um if it's late it makes me cry. <laughs> if I get a shot of it early, it makes me cry because it means I've got I've listened to it early and then I have to wait an entire week for doing it. Um obviously Key's been on the show and obviously Jesse have been in the show before, but um once again, um if you've not listened to the Salt Report, please go and just listen to. It. In fact, if you know, just go ahead and you know um, miss out our next couple of episodes if you don't have time to listen, go and check out the Salt Report because it's generally no, just fun and nonsense, and it's just it's just very very good. And I I always always enjoy it because it's not like it's just so funny. I just genuinely, if I've had a crap week, I just put it on and I'm just like, this is just so 
funny. And there's rantiness, but there's seriousness, <laughs> but there's generally so much We're so, so all much over laughter the place. going on. I, I, it's so brilliant it's, though. It's, it's fun. It's so much fun. It's fun for that. Like I honestly thought we were going to be this like video game podcast. Like that was the idea when we started was the salt report was supposed to be let's talk about the good things we liked about video games we're playing right now and then the things that make us salty. So that's why where pre-salt and salt came from was we're supposed to be yeah. Where, yeah, we're supposed to be this video game. And then somehow it just turned into this like Maybe we'll talk Everything. about video games. Maybe we'll talk about uh, Venom porn. Maybe we'll talk about, um, uh, you know, some kind of like news thing <laughs> that happened in America because it's Alexa played Despacito. Yeah. <laughs> or like talk about cryptids. You know what I mean? Or I know, just the whole thing. Or but like. It's incredibly, a, good. it's incredibly good fun. And oh, that's the main you, thing. And it's not, it. there's not, there's not like an agenda behind it. It's just like people who are genuinely concerned about certain things that are happening and just saying, right, okay, I want to be able to go to the cinema and not have somebody have their mobile phone in my face. Yeah. Or I want to be able to go to the gas station without having somebody be, you know, just very, very strange. Or, you know, it's just everything. If you want to, if you want to hear about Kay and talking about the cosplay, yeah. if you want to hear Jesse talk about, comics and video games <laughs> yeah. and as you say venom and um yeah then just you know check it out and you can where can you find it on the internet webs mr lionheart um, sir yeah i mean if you want to go directly to the site it's the saltreport.fireside.fm and then that'll just mm-hmm. take you to like all you know the actual thing with our bi- well i say our bios but case has <laughs> sent me one for her um, but like, yeah, it has like our, like our thing like that. It's got our links. It's got, you know, Twitters and, and all that other stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, every episode is there. Um, we even have like a little blog section. We don't really keep up on it, but you can find some of like our Twitch streams and different stuff that we've put in there. Um, yeah, but that would be like the easiest place. But if you're like on iTunes, just go over to iTunes where, where, wherever you're listening to this podcast or probably are. So yeah, like if you're on iTunes, yeah, boom, yeah. just type in the Salt yeah. Report. If you're on Spotify, you can type in the Salt Report. I think the yeah. only place we're not is like maybe like an Amazon or something like that. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, I mean, they've um, got everything else. Yeah, so. but everything else, you should. Yeah, you can just Google the Salt Report, <laughs> and one of our things will pop up. But um. <laughs> and where where can we find your stuff? Where can we find you, your music? Your music. Oh no, that stuff. Um, and your, yeah, and your new tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can if you want to talk to me on uh, Twitter's. Um, I'm at Jake underscore Lionheart. Um, and yeah, if you want any of my music, it's all free. I mean, uh, there's some that are a hundred percent free because of like different things. Like I have probably one of my best albums is based on the video game Bloodborne. Um, I'm not sure how many of your listeners like Bloodborne. But if you enjoy that video game, um, it's probably one of the things I've worked the hardest on. And I was very fortunate to get um, this artist, this Japanese artist named Hako to, I think, and I believe that's how you pronounce it, Hako, um, to let me use their art. But the stipulation was I couldn't make money off of their art because I didn't have money mm-hmm. to pay them for the art. But at the same time, yeah. they didn't want to be like, well, I, I, I wow this is cool that you did a whole album so i guess the deal is yeah go ahead and use whatever art you want but you can't really charge for it so it's free but it's one of those where like i put so much thought into it there's like um i know bloodborne is kind of based on this french movie called um the brotherhood of the wolf 
So a lot yeah. of the beats were made by French like producers that um I probably couldn't mm. like sell anyways because I kind of jacked them for their beats. <clears throat> cough cough. Um, <laughs> but it's one of my best. I, I I swear. Like even if you don't like Bloodborne, I think I tell the story enough. Um, at least the story from my point of view of how I interpret the lore that I think you would enjoy it anyways. Um, so I think it's worth checking out. But all the other music is free. Like it's. It'll probably say, like, pay what you want. You can put in, if you do that, please put in zero. Um, cause that still counts as a sale. So that moves me up whatever charts Bandcamp has. Um, so it's all money. free, but it's at, yeah, it's at Jake. <laughs> no, you don't have to, but it's at jakelionheart.bandcamp.com. So I have all my stuff go. there. Um, I have everything from like lo fi nerd raps to, um, another one of my favorites that I did. It's called, um, Stray Cat Boom Bap, which, it's I I yeah you guys have to understand that I'm so crazy with this stuff. There's a 70s Japanese actress by the name of Miko Kaji. You might know her music from the song the movie Kill Bill because at the end of the Kill Bill movie, when Lucy Liu gets killed, there's this beautiful song that comes on called "The Flower of Carnage," and that's this this actress singer named Miko Kaji. So I went back yeah. and I sampled a lot of her stuff from the 70s. She had this uh exploitation series of films called uh i think it's stray cat rock or something like that and so it was like stray cat rock and the you know and the firefighters and <laughs> stray cat rock and whatever so i took that idea and called it stray cat boom bap and it's me taking those samples and that is not necessarily nerd raps there is one like nerd rap song in it it's a cosplay about dragon ball z but um the rest of it is all like legit like trying to be boom bappy rap so that's another one of my like i worked really hard on and i'm really proud of and i don't think nobody really listens to it because it's not like yeah. like I, the other stuff i have is like overwatch my overwatch stuff's pretty popular another one that's really good is like my final fantasy 15 and it's all mm -hmm. like based on video games so i don't know how many of you listening now might like just video check game it raps. out right just check don't it out just worry check it out. about jake worry anything, about just check it out check just it check out. it out um the check other one that i have is is called uh the nerd mixtapes check those out because it's nerdy but it's just it's general nerdiness so you might enjoy those too but again they're all free <laughs> i know richard's telling you to pay me you don't got to just put zero enjoy just give him money just just give um, me just give me a download <laughs> that's all i honestly care about it's it. cool seeing that like hey this person downloaded it thank you um and yeah there's that so the salt report there's that if you want to listen to like i guess some beat because I, I make beats sometimes too you guys I, I i dabble i dabble in all kinds of madness um you can go to like uh i think it's work for hire on soundcloud mm -hmm. um and you'll see my ugly face so that's how you know you're there um so mm -hmm. <laughs> type in work for hire the ugliest dude on the avatar that's me click that and then you can listen to the weird beats i've made i don't even know if i have my my wizard beats on there anymore <laughs> Because I made you some wizard beats, just, bro. Pete does, didn't really like yeah, them, no, but you know, them. can't make Pete happy all yeah, the times. No. Sorry, Pete. Pete. I still love you. X's and O's, Pete. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> Are you gonna edit that out? <laughs> Pete's no. gonna come. Pete's gonna come for both of <laughs> us if you leave it in. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave that That's in your fine. hands. Pete loves us. <laughs> Pete probably want to hear what <laughs> Pete was like, he's talking about rap bouts. <laughs> sorry anyways yeah go for work for hire yeah soundcloud yeah uh, i think i have them for yeah. free the the good ones i don't yeah. so you can't rap on those you can't steal you can't steal my beats for me but some of the other ones you can mm. so go ahead oh my word oh if you rap please let me know and i'll give you a beat 
I'll, like I try to give Richard a beat, he don't want to rap on it. I try giving my uh, my friend Jesse a beat, they don't want to rap on it. So I'm just looking for people to rap on it. If if you like rapping, rap on my beats. Give me four weeks, I'll rap on your beats. Yeah, I, I mean, promise. This is record. I record this, and this is it. We'll Richard's come back. got bars, but Richard don't want to record. He don't want to rap on my beats. I remember. I mean, his raps I'll are too remember. good for my raps or for my beats. So they're not too good for you. I think they are. They're magical. They're they're wizardly. No, 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 no. Don't even wizardly. start. If you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then go to Twitter and go to Facebook and go to Instagram and go to Stitcher and Spreaker and Acast. You can find us if you search for We're Not Wizards. You'll always find us because we'll always be there waiting for you to come along and find us. If you want to go to our website, it's we're not wizards.com. If you want to go to our blog, it's we're not wizards.blogspot.com. If you want to find us on your Stitchers and your Speakers and your other podcast catchers, then just find us because you'll always find us and we'll be standing there waiting for you to find us. If you like us, go into Apple Podcasts and consider dropping us a subscription. If you like us really, really much, yeah, consider giving us a rating or a review. If you're going to give us a rating or a review, don't give us 10 stars because it just makes me big-headed. But don't give us one because it makes us cry, and I, je suis ugly crier. I am an ugly crier. Give us five. It's in the middle. It's average. We are just, like, totally average. <laughs> but the person who's not being average tonight is the wonderful, the fantastic... Richard Simpson. Jake Lionheart. <laughs> oh, thank you. you. No, I'm all right. I'm I'm a five star guy and a guy too. So I'm right. Yeah, in the middle. definitely, definitely, definitely. There's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things. But you're definitely whether we wizards. rap or sings. We are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Jake? No, we're sorcerers. <laughs> it's different, right? <laughs> this is kind of, yeah. Just yeah, I can't believe you're just failing me on the last point. We're definitely not warlocks. I mean. <laughs> I'll tell you I don't want to hear your warlock <laughs> chant either. You can get back and take that at the back, uh, Jack. Well, I'm not the wizard Pendragon or the wizard Jenkins, I'll say that. Oh, for goodness sake. Okay, and the <laughs> other thing one. is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye. Say goodbye, Jake. Bye, Jake. Dad jokes, <laughs> bro. We goodbye. didn't make any dad jokes this episode. We're both dads, bro. Oh, it didn't say Tom Hardy is a beast. We didn't either. Either. Yo, okay, before you guys leave, don't don't press stop yet. Can I just say that uh-huh. Richard sent me the most beautiful <laughs> art I've ever received <laughs> in my entire life of me in bed with a lovely Tom Hardy. <laughs> and I I still need to frame it. I have it like secure where like no dust or anything can get to it, but I I need to find a nice frame for it and put it up. But I it was the most loveliest mm-hmm. gift. I've ever received from from Ben. <laughs> just me and Tom Hardy in bed. Just just two Nothing. two fellas. Just snuggling. two guys. Yeah. Snuggling, which is what yeah. you want. And Same like it's cool. so lifelike and it's so real. And I wish Tom Hardy had a Twitter so I could tweet it to him and say, see, Tom. He's not gonna. We're both loved. Gonna. There you go. And on that note. Remember, stay safe, rule6s.com. Check out the Salt Report. Check out every single thing that Jake does and give him money. But until the next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.